The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Naturalist and Wild Horse Fire Brigade founder, Captain William E. Simpson, rejoins the show. We'd like to touch in. And the slow-motion environmental destruction of the Klamath River Dam system. Well, I'll tell you, Bill, you've been uh, writing a lot recently. In fact, on uh, Siskiyou.news, that website, you have a a brand-new article. Klamath Dam Removal Project Creates Superfund Site. That's the point. That's the question that you are posing. Now, you and I and many other people in the know have been talking about the dangers of this dam removal for quite some time. So what are you finding? Let's hear it. Well, we had uh, good morning and happy Valentine's Day to you and all your audience. Indeed. Um, So yesterday, um, Siskiyou County Board of Supervisors held a special board meeting up at Copco Lake at the community club. I was there. Um, There was about, I don't know, eight law enforcement officers, state police, sheriff's department turned out with almost their whole crew. There was like six or eight, including the sheriff himself. Um, Fish and Game was there. A lot of community people, citizens, uh, the entire board of supervisors was there. And the the head of the, the excrement show, um, Mark Bransom, the, the CEO of Klamath River Renewal Corporation. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, KRRC is the one that's responsible for the removal of the dams. And, and in other words, it's not Pacific Power uh, doing the removal of the dams. They transfer the license... And then uh, it's it's technically a KRRCs to deal with, correct? Just want to understand the legalities of it all. Yeah, FERC uh, overstepped their authority. You know, that's the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to regulate electricity and dams and stuff like that, but they decided they were going to get involved in um, dam removal and you know control of water. And- well, they're in they're in the political agenda, but you know, yeah. uh, like. Like we're finding out, though, you had these scientists years ago that were saying this was such a politicized decision right from the beginning because the Secretary of the Interior wanted those dams out, as if somehow having the dams out was supposed to be a federal decision. It's fascinating. Right. So so getting back to the nitty-gritty here, mm-hmm. um, so everybody showed up to this big meeting, and, of course, Mark Bransom gets up there and, and you know, it tries to sprinkle fairy dust over this disaster, and that's really what it is. It's the... Uh, the Klamath River is now the river of death, and I'm going to write an article with that title, River of Death, because that's exactly what it's become now. They've, When they uncorked those dams, <clears throat> there's sediment that's been stored in these dams, um, an iron gate for 60-some years, and for Copco One Dam, the sediment's been there for over 100 years, about 120, I think. Um, so these sediments that are coming down the river come... Uh, and they settle out of the water that's coming down from the Klamath Basin. Now, if you look at the natural history of the Klamath Basin, you have Klamath Lake, which is a, essentially a warm water lake. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's a reverse and, watershed. It's not a standard watershed there. Yeah. yeah. So you got a lake. The Klamath Lake is is heavy and naturally occurring phosphorus, and then you've got millions of tons of bird poop up there, which is nitrate. And then so that comes down, and then. The Klamath farmers, of course, are trying to produce food for people, so they use that water to irrigate. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there is some runoff with soil amendments, more nitrates and phosphates and so forth. And, and of course, there's a lot of animal uh, 
droppings on the ground from all the cattle, sheep, and other things. And then that goes into the headwaters of the of the Klamath River, which really make the habitat up there um, untenable for um, fluvial uh, salmon or trout, really. They, they don't do that well up there um, because an 87 fishing game down here, we're going to truck all the fish up from the Iron Gate hatchery up around because we were talking about fish ladders back then okay what are we going to do we'd like to get the fish up there was the kind of the the call to action well they went up there they sent their scientists up there and they looked at the habitat and they go well it's not going to be worth it we don't think it's that great a habitat so that got canned in other words the fish wouldn't even live there but yeah we have to destroy the dams to help the fish live but yet they couldn't live there yeah okay all right it wasn't ideal so anyway so yesterday mark bransom shows up the head of krrc klamath river Renewal Corporation is trying to snowball everybody. Um, oh, yeah, you know, you just got to give it time. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to fly over the, the, you know, you know when they pop the, the dams and let all this water out, they figured, and in, in, in their schedule was to dewater the dams over a period of, you know, over a month or so. They were going to let the water go down real slow to avoid rapid settling and destabilization of roads and homes and all kinds of things that are built over the edge of the lake. Well, they what they did that was was their plan, okay, the plan, and and so what they ended up doing is they didn't do it that way. They they let all the water they could. They they took wa- excess water from Klamath and they floated hard. I was talking to Gene Souza at Klamath Irrigation District. They were flowing water hard up above, and then when they popped the dams, they had a big rush, a torrent of water, and these dams emptied out in three days instead of like a month. And they also took just tons of that money while well, the Klamath has been running has been running money well, ever since, right? Uh, yeah, let, let me let me keep it in context, Bill. So the idea was they were gonna they realized the sediment was really bad stuff. They know, mm-hmm. okay, they're avoiding any discussion about this sediment. Any time they can stay away from that because it's toxic, it's radioactive as far as the political discussion. So. What they did is they wanted to get that out of there quick and hard, fast. In other words, flush and, and behind the scenes, they used the term "let's flush the toilet." Oh, out and, of out of sight, out of mind. So we blow the dams, yeah. flood millions of cubic yards of this uh, garbage yeah, so, down the river. All right, and then okay, yeah, done. Getting, all right, so I'm getting it's not done. So let me get let me keep it in context, Bill. So they they thought this was going to get all the sediment out of these lake bottoms. Well, guess what? They ran it hard and nasty, and maybe 5 million tons went down. But guess what? 80% or more is sitting there. It didn't move. This clay, see, this is microcrystalline clay. It's still there? Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. You need to see the pictures. People need to go to Siskiyou.news Siskiyou.news and go read my articles. There's pictures of all these, you know, there's a couple thousand acres of this toxic mudflats that animals are getting into and dying. Yeah, we know they about that. Hypo- By the way, they die of hypothermia, okay, because this mud is cold. So the deer that go out there to try to get a drink of water, they got to cross the mudflats to get to the river. They get into that stuff, the eagles, everything else, and, and basically it sucks the heat out of your body so you go hypothermic, and then you and then you lose your strength, and then you drown. So it's a very painful, slow death. But anyway... The sediment, it didn't work. They, it just took out some of it. And, and, and quite frankly, I think they underestimated the amount of sediment because, you know, I, as a logger, I you know ran dozers. I pushed a lot of dirt around. I know what dirt looks like and how many tons is in a yard and all that. 
I'm looking at the sediment up here. You know, I do drone overflights looking for uh, animals struggling in the mud. And I'm looking at the sediment, and I, I'll bet you there's there's probably more than the Army Corps of Engineers estimated. They estimated 60 million metric yards. I think there's still 60 million metric yards sitting there. And here's the here's the catch now. Okay, they they think they're going to plant this stuff, but this is clay. This is this is microcrystalline clay. And it's not topsoil, in other words, is what you're saying. No, it's okay. not. And stuff doesn't grow in it. When they did their, this whole thing is a flim flam. This whole thing, everything that they've done is skewed, paid for bot science. It's off. It's not even apples and oranges. I mean, they keep holding out El Wadam trying to polish this turd. You know, the bottom thing is, is the bottom line here is this, this dam removal project is a disaster. And they're trying to, like, shine it up by saying, oh, look at, look at Condent Dam and look at Elwa. Well, they're totally different. Those dams did not have clay sediments that were anthropogenically polluted with nitrates and phosphates. And now we're finding that there's things like barium and chromium and cadmium <laughs> and lead. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at this chart that is uh, there on uh, Siskiyou.news, okay? And these are uh, minerals that were collected. These were collected down by, uh, what, uh, Klamathon Bridge, right, where you collected right. these? Uh, and this was on uh, well, Lake... I didn't... Okay, let me make, make it clear. Okay, I didn't do this collection, okay? Um, who, did, who did the collection, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, you know? the, the, water, the water was collected by a couple of citizens um, who have been here a very long time. Oh, is that Richard Marshall? Richard Marshall? No. No? no, I'm not going to name names, Bill. Oh, okay. And okay. Is it, it was collected by a couple of citizens. You know, we don't want reprisal. You know, people are afraid of reprisal. How can they reprise? I mean, they're destroying the area. They're already destroying okay, well, the area. Yeah. Okay, shades of Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, so, I'm looking at yeah. the uh, at the lab readings of this water collected uh, on the Klamath. And mercury at seven times over permissible limits. I'm looking at arsenic six times over the limits. This is what the, uh, the stuff that's coming down the river now. Barium, 37 times. Cadmium, six times. Chromium, 178 times permissible limit. Now, is this uh, the, the Aaron Brockovich uh, version of chromium? I forget, what is it, chromium six? Or there's an actual... Yeah, hexa, yeah they call it hexavalent hex, chromium. Hexavalent chromium, six. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And, and six and, times and the and amount not, of lead. Six times the amount of lead there yeah, that's permitted. Yeah. Right. So people, okay, so now, uh, you know, Mark, and, and, and to be fair, uh, Siskiyou County sent their, some water. They took it in a different area. They went way down the river from where we did. Uh-huh. We, we took this sample um, nine miles or seven miles down at the Klamathon Bridge. Um, this sample was gathered by this, these people. And sent to Nielsen Lab in Medford. Well, um, that's pretty close to Iron Gate Dam. It's just like I don't know, five miles down or seven miles down. But um, you see, Bill, yeah, I, but, I just wanted to remind people, and and you'll concur with this: the original plan, even though to me personally, this dam was a dam removal project was flawed and a fraud right from the very beginning. The original plan was that all of this toxic sediment was to be was to be dredged out and removed and and disposed of safely, right? All of it was supposed right. to have been done. And then the deal changed because it was too expensive. So they went to this instead. Okay? And I just want to make sure yeah, people yeah. remember that. Let, right. Let me and I and I was going to get to that. So let me just kind of mosey along here. So to be fair, okay, the county 
um, is concerned. And, and I'm learning more about what's going on with our county board of supervisors and the relationship they have. And I'm going to touch on that in a second. But I want everybody to understand the county is trying to do something about monitoring, but they do their monitoring way down the river. So their first station where they take, collect water, and they have a report from Nielsen, too, that's quite a bit different than the one that, that I was provided with. Okay. Um, they start, they collect it down by I-5, and then they go further down by uh, Willow Creek and down by Beaver Creek. And then their last, they take six samples all the way down going to uh, Happy Camp. And so they have a, uh, quite a bit of, uh, their results are quite a bit different. They're much, the, the values are lower. Now, that can be, they collected on a different day than the people that collected the. Well, yeah, because the the bad stuff is just being spread out and and thrown onto the onto the shores now and settles out. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it collected on a different day. It was at a different place in the river, um, and so on and so forth. So, but the point is, is and the point I made, and I saw the report and I acknowledge it. But the thing is, is and and Rick Dean is a really good guy here. I really like Rick Dean. He's a he he's the the county. Uh, guy that does uh, oversees um, the development and health community uh, development he's a, he's a good man and um, and they and they're trying to do their best but these see these tests are, are the one he did was like a thousand dollars and that was just one test and we need to start testing almost daily or at least weekly and we're going to have to start testing right below the dam but so but the point is is the fact that we found this much stuff in the river on any day is the scary fact because these are chemicals these things are so toxic that if you just even drink water for a day with these kind of loads you're you're going to get results and now mm-hmm. we're finding out from the, the the tribal members some of the tribal members that are up there running around in that mud um in the sediment are breaking out they're developing rashes and things on their arms and on their legs and mm-hmm. you know and this this is a scary scenario so now Going back to the board and what's happening with the board, the board, I'm finding out, is being stonewalled by KRRC. Now, the board had a lot of really good questions for Mark Bransom, and Mark Bransom is a top-notch, squared-away spin doctor. That guy has the, the most creative narrative and can pivot on a dime with, with hard questions, and I'll get back to you. I don't know the answer. I'll get... And he never does. I mean, they don't get back to anybody with anything, including our board. And the board is frustrated, and that frustration, you could see it yesterday in the meeting. So they'd ask for these questions, you know, where are these tests? He, he claims, Mark Ransom claims they're doing all these tests on the sediment, on the water, and, and the board goes, where are the tests? Well, we, we can't give them to you. Why not? And the board goes, why not? Well, <laughs> first it has to go to the regulatory agencies that we have our permit with, and they have to look at it, and then they have to determine if it's the final before we can release it to you. Well, what? And uh, yeah, exactly. What is exactly? And our board is like looking up at the rolling their eyes, going, "What?" You know. And by the time you get a report from these characters, it's three, four, five months old. So they're delay, 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 and hope people forget. Intentional, intentional yeah. delay. You know. In other words. They, they're slow rolling their cards because everything is a disaster. This is the river of death. And then Mark Bransom has the the, ga, the gall to get up there in front of everybody. Well, you know, all those dead fish, they're not native. Well, that's not true. The dead fish were seen, okay, first of all, crayfish are, are, are native. And the 
Klamath River clayfish, and it is the staple food of all the critters in the river. The birds eat them. The fish eat them. I mean, if you go fishing for steel or salmon, crayfish, that's the number one bait. Mm-hmm. Um, raccoons eat them. Everything eats those crayfish. Well, guess what? They're all dead. Uh, prob- probably billions of them are dead. I mean, they're all over the banks dead. Now, crayfish can live with the most extremely low levels of dissolved oxygen. I mean, way, way down below what fish need. They're dead. What's that tell you about dissolved oxygen? There's none. And here's the thing about ecosystems. I did a bunch of research on collapsed ecosystems. And when you collapse it all the way down, what happens? What Does it come back? And every, every case study I looked at says it doesn't come back. When you collapse them that hard, what happens is things change, dynamics change. For instance, in the river now, when you have dissolved oxygen at zero for weeks on end, anaerobic bacteria take over on the, in the bottom soils under the reds, under the gravels where the fish live, the baby where the eggs get laid and where the fish are trying to um, come out of the, you know, hatch out of their egg and grow. Now it's all, of course, covered with clay. They're dead. The eggs are covered. Nobody's, nobody's coming out and living. Um, but the anaerobic bacteria thrive. And so what you've, what's happened in this river is we've changed the chemistry radically, and we've created a, uh, an environment that benefits these anaerobic bacteria in the bottom of the, of the river, which are normally held at bay by certain levels of dissolved oxygen. Well, guess what? Anaerobic bacteria are blooming. And now when that river comes back, they will have a big foothold. This is just one example of one species of organism that is benefiting, you know, it's like anything. When you create, open up a niche that hasn't been available, something is going to fill it, okay? And that's what the thing is, is we've collapsed the ecosystem, and now everything on the river is dead, okay? You go down, you walk down the banks of this river, there's dead steelhead, there's dead salmon, there's, yeah, there's dead, dead warm water fish, but they go, well, they're not native, they're not important. That's not true. All the baby fish, the little tiny fry, the baby perch, the little itsy-bitsy things that are, you know, uh, half-inch, quarter-inch long, those little critters go down through the turbine and they feed the, the game fish in the river. They don't talk about the fact that those the warm-water fish, the, the little tiny hatchlings and the and the fry were actually feed for bigger fish. Um, and now they they're gone. Right the, All right. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. The crayfish are gone. There's a million other things that are dead that I, you know, all kinds of organisms. So a lot of them are microorganisms that are part of that food chain. And now when you've got all this other chemicals going down the river, you know, eagles, I don't know if you remember the story about the California condor. Mm-hmm. They, were, they died off because of lead. It doesn't take much lead in these big birds of prey to kill them off. Their eggs, their, the, the shell. Yeah, the shells become thin under. and fragile. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at, you know, and people say, well, Bill, you know, that was maybe the day you were out there, and I wasn't out there again. It was an independent party collected the sample and then gave it to Nielsen Lab, and they did a very good analytical report. But the thing is, is you don't have to have very many days with these levels of, of known carcinogens and, and serious toxins that get into the fish. The fish get this in their bodies, and it stays there. <clears throat> All right? So even when fish come back, um, these sediments that are still sitting there, which is 80, I think it's 80% of what was there, is still there. Every time it rains, like today, guess what? It's the, the clay's eroding, and it's leaching out more of these toxins and poisons, the nitrates, the phosphates, the 
mercury, the arsenic, the barium, the cadmium, the chromium, the lead. So let me ask you, Bill, yeah. you know, I don't have forever to go through this, all right? There's limited time. But when you have the continuing leaching of these kind of materials through the river, how many years or how many decades, maybe it'll take decades, I don't know, before there is actually a a clean environment there? Is there any way to estimate something like that? I'm not an expert on this kind of stuff. Well, well most this, listeners aren't either, but we, we see yeah, this. Well, living up here the way, you know, the people who live up here, we, we live with this clay and we know what it does. And, and knowing that what's in that clay sediment in the bottoms of these lakes now, um, I, realistically, okay, they've got to take that out now because otherwise it's going to be doing this for decades. So, so they're going to have to be, dredge. You think they're going to have to dredge ultimately to protect the environment? Well, unless they want to, unless they want it to be the river of death, because this stuff is going to keep going down the river. Who wants to eat a fish that's got these things inside of it? And then, and of course, what were the tribes told? We're going to do this to restore fish runs, right? right? Yeah. And then <laughs> okay. think about this: the you know, if any fish could ever come back at some level, okay, and they're and they're accumulating these heavy metals in their bodies. If the birds of prey eat any of these fish, they're going to die. If humans eat them, they're going to get sick. Um, you know, the, the diseases related to these things are, tr- are tragic, neurological diseases, cancer, liver failure, lung failure, you know, you name it. Well, in other words, practically everything that we've talked about for a number of years of the, uh, the non-dam removal people have talked about, everything we were concerned about seems to be coming to fruition, and yet... If you or I did something, if anybody listening to us, Captain Bill, had done intentionally outside of this dam removal agreement, if any of us had just uh, flooded millions of cubic yards of this material down the river, we'd be arrested and in jail. But we're supposed to look aside of this because there's an agreement to do it? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Well, here's a funny thing. The, the Oregon Department of Forestry was being sued by um, Center for Biodiversity with Glenn Spain was involved, I think, with Center for Biodiversity during this lawsuit. It was like five years ago because they were trying to do a little road to get into the Tillamook to clean up that mess. You know, those huge fl- flash piles, yeah. the big uh, wildfire cleanup up there. And they were going to put in a little road. And there would be a little bit of sediment going into a creek where they were suing ODF because they were going to throw a few shovelfuls of dirt into a creek where are the lawsuits against the uh, government agencies that approve this over this thing over right. what happened here and so then we've got mark Bransom shows up here with krc and spinning oh well you just got to give it time you got to do this we know it's going to be wonderful we're going to fly over with helicopters and and spread seed well anybody that's ever tried to replant um any kind of ground around here let alone the mud flat that's out there um knows you just can't throw seed. In fact, the Forest Service was talking about trying to do that, and they abandoned that plan because it doesn't work. When mm. you throw seed just out on the open ground, what ends up happening? Well, the birds pick it up, and then if you put it out on clay that's 140 degrees in the sun, and then out straight out in the open, there's no there's no sod or anything for it to drop down into. This is just bare clay. It's like a mirror out there of black, hot clay. You know, it's stupid. Everything that they talk about doing is just ridiculous. And then they have all the buy-in from the other agencies. I don't know what they're doing. They're, they must be handing out some sort of incentives to everybody because then we have fish and game up here going, oh, you know, we've got a very good deer population. We do not have a very good – that's a lie. The deer population up here has collapsed, and, and they're trying to say that as an explanation. Well, we can lose a few deer in the mud. 
See, oh. that was that was their part of this thing. Oh yeah, well it's terrible. The deer are dying in the mud, and yeah, that's awful. But you know, we've got a real healthy deer population in California. And that's not right. That's BS. <laughs> so you know, I mean, this whole thing. They're snowing the public. The public needs to get up. And they're going to come do this in your neighborhood with another project, some other spin job like this. We got to call these people into um, onto the red carpet. This has got to get dealt with. And they're and they're and they're treating our board of supervisors with disrespect. You know this. Well, uh, well, essentially, they're burying the board of supervisors under tons of sediment too. You know, you're not allowed to see. You're not allowed to see the results of the uh, test. Boy, there 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 is something that is uh, certainly untoward. It, this is wrong. This is not open. Is, it's not accountable. It's, it's, this is, this is going to be, as, I, as you and I talked about three or four years ago, this will be the largest environmental disaster on the West Coast of the United States short of the Exxon Valdez. That's what this is going to be. And, and he keeps telling the board in front of this whole audience, this Mark Ransom guy, oh, it's going as planned. Well, is this a planned disaster? Is that what this really is? Because that's what it's rolling out as. And, and we're just at the beginning of it. It's going to get worse. You go, I mean, you go down to the river now, it stinks, everything's dead, the water is black. Um, you know, the, the, the sediment that comes down is real clay. You can just reach down there and you can make a clay ball. I, I don't advise anybody to touch it because it's toxic. Again, people are breaking out. The people that are the, the, the people that have got these little Mickey Mouse jobs is their incentive, you know, to buy in the Native Americans. You know, whoa, we're going to give you jobs, you know, support this thing, you'll get jobs. Well, now they're out there working in this toxic material, and they're breaking out. People are getting rashes and things. What's that tell you? You know, this is a serious problem, and and these guys are getting away with murder here. This is, and I mean literally, they're murdering our environment. They're murdering the ecosystem. And we've, we've got to get our legislators involved. We need to get our, our senators and our representatives on board immediately to address this problem and and they can't be telling our board of supervisors we're not going to give you reports where are the reports the board kept asking them you know oh well we can't give them to you you know they got to go to these regulatory agencies and then they got to push them around on the desk for a couple of months you know and they're doing that intentionally because the reports or either that or they're you know messing around with the reports but um the fact that we got an independent report showing these toxins at levels that are just alarming. I mean, even if you cut them in half, they're alarming. It, it's still huge. Here's my uh, question then. The way that this um, that this dam removal was done, if I understand this correctly, is that Pacific Power transfers the license via FERC over to KRRC. KRRC receives a certain amount of money from all the money that was uh, stolen from ratepayers in order to pay for dam removal, right? Am I understanding this correctly? Is that right so they far? Charged, yeah, they were charging ratepayers, and I think they collected four hundred and fifty million off ratepayers. All right. Do we know how much was transferred to KRRC, and what happens if we end up having more problems like this and they run out of money? Well, they're probably going to run out of money because here's the thing: they said that KRRC was a shell corporation formed in a New York law office, and then they incorporated out in Berkeley, California. Um, they are the contractor that everybody else, RES, Resource Environmental Solutions, uh, Kiewit, McMillan, J.R. Martin, uh, or Merritt, um, they're all underneath them. So they're firewalled. So you can't sue the contractors. you got to sue the general. And 
I don't even know if they have a bond. I don't even know if KRC has a bond in case something goes wrong because I don't know anybody that would insure a mess like this. But anyway, so they're they're firewalled and, and But that means then the taxpayers are on the hook for whatever gets well, screwed that's up what here. Burke possibly said in their order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ferk said that in their order. It said that they the entire cost, okay, because um, Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway, as far as I know, only chipped in $250 million towards this project. And they keep telling you, everybody, oh, it's only going to cost us, like, at the most $450 million. Well, that number to do this didn't include removing the sediment. They're removing the sediment, and they fired Dr. Paul Hauser. Dr. Paul Hauser was a scientific integrity officer for DOI, Department of Interior. He saw this plan come over his desk. He says, I cannot sign off on it. Yeah, he said it, that, that the actual science doesn't support the uh, plan. But this was the Secretary of the Interior. Of the Interior. It said, well, the, the Secretary, in fact, I watched the video. It's an old video. I shared that last week. That uh, In which he said, well, the Secretary wants these dams out. Rather than, right. it, it didn't care what the, uh, the scientists were saying at that point. There were other scientists that were pushed out of the uh, FedGov2 on that. All right. Um, so, boy, we have uh, quite a stinky mess on our hands here, Captain Bill. Uh, keep reporting, and we'll certainly let you uh, let you back on when there's more to talk about here. I would also add that if Mark Branson from KRRC wants to come on and give his side of the story, we are more than happy to talk with him. And I I, I would love for them to be more open and be able to you know discuss this with him. But it's not looking good at the moment. Just saying. No, they have, and they have no answers. You, I, I'd love to see you talk to him because you're, you'll be frustrated just like our board was quite quickly because he's got a lot of flowery uh, – he's very bombastic. I mean, you know, you've, you've got a lot of flowery – Well, people are allowed to be bombastic. It's okay. You know, that's just a right. – yeah, that's but a style. The problem is, is that when, you're, when you've created the river of death and then you're, and you're trying to spin it like that, I mean, he can't even, he can't even come to the – the table and say, look, you know, there's things that are happening that we didn't plan on, and mm-hmm. it's really not good at all. See, they don't want to do that because here's the here's the bottom line, Bill. They want to make this a business model, the cabal of KRC, RES, McMillan, J.R. Martin, Merritt, and and Kiewit. They want to go do this on other dams because this is a billion dollar business model, and they don't want the bad news from this one to come out to sour another community on doing it in their area. Mm-hmm. See, this, but, but, of course, you know, the no, people cannot say they weren't warned about this. They were warned. Well, no, here's, uh, yeah, but that's the problem, Bill. They're, they're fixing it so we can't warn them. They've got everybody out there talking about the, these narratives that are inconsistent with the truth on the ground. And, and we've, that's the thing. We're trying to get the truth out desperately so that the world knows, no, one shoe does not fit all sizes, and no, the way they've done it so far is a disaster. It has saved $400 million instead of removing the sediments and putting them in the desert the way the original scientists said it had to be done. They didn't want to spend the money to preserve the ecosystem. They said, nah, we, we can't make enough money doing it that way. Let's just, we'll just flush the toilet. We'll just send this crap down the river. They didn't get it down the river. It's going to keep coming year after year. These, these poor fish have no chance. I mean, and then they give you this crap. Oh, well, you know, there's exit signs on the main stem uh, Klamath River. The fish, they went up in the tributaries where there's no pollution. Oh, the fish in this black water filled with chemicals, they can't smell or see anything. They can't find freshwater tributaries if they're in the main stem right now. That's a lot of baloney. 
<clears throat> you know, these fishery biologists that showed up, they're trying to say, oh, yeah, they all just like they, they drove up the freeway and they found an exit to the rest area. No, uh-huh. that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, it does seem to stretch uh, credibility here a bit. All right. Hey, uh, we'll have you back here, uh, Captain Bill. But uh, once again, appreciate the report, and we'll link to your article in uh, Siskiyou News, Siskiyou.News. And it's uh, it makes for really interesting reading, and thanks for the report. Okay? You be well. Okay, thank you, Bill. All right. Sure. Captain William E. Simpson, it is uh, 847. Wow. This is the Bill Myers Show. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. It's home show season. Go see Johnson Builders at the Josephine County Home Show and get low home show pricing for any building you need. From small shop to a riding arena, residential or commercial, Johnson Builders has been the leading authority on post and frame construction in the region for over 20 years. Explore the possibilities at the Josephine County Home Show. Friday through Sunday, February 16th through the 18th. Visit johnson.builders for more information. Johnson Builders, building for your future. American Industrial Door is at the Josephine County Home Show this weekend. Whether you're looking to replace your door, upgrade your opener with an impressive array of technology for convenience and security, or just have questions about service and repair, the crew is looking forward to talking to you. There will also be samples of all the latest colors, textures, and styles of doors to transform the look of your home. American Industrial Door is at the Josephine County Fairgrounds this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. See you at the show. Don't get stranded. Have your battery tested for free at Batteries Plus. We carry top quality replacement batteries and offer free installation on most makes and models. Visit us in person or shop online at BatteriesPlus.com. The promise I made to my grandmother 20 years ago to create a place that feels like home with great food and caring people and a really nice yard continues today in Medford. The Springs Living was a dream that was created for my family. And we're still here today to make life just a little bit easier for yours. The Springs at Anna Maria in Medford. Call 541-774-1822. Is your business or personal tax return under IRS audit? Tell the IRS First Response Resolution has got it. First Response Resolution in Eagle Point, your local tax resolution experts. Visit firstresponseirs.com and talk to Zach in Eagle Point. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Hi, it's Jason at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and ability to navigate icy, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local, family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is the Bill Meyer Show. You know, that was a pretty heavy-duty conversation with uh, Captain William E. Simpson, but when you realize that, uh, you know, for years, for years, regular people, people with common sense have been have been expressing the knowledge that blowing those dams and just flushing millions of cubic yards of sediment down the river was not going to be a great end. And the Oregon government, the California government, the federal government, and they all just did this tap dance, this tap dance. And, you know, it's kind of like the uh, transgender thing. It's like all three agreed to the lie. All three governments 
and especially the governors too, agreed to the lie. This is the lie that we're going to agree to. The predetermined outcome, the dams come out, and we're doing this for fish. Can't get fooled again, folks. Can't continue to. Well, of course, you weren't fooled. I don't think you were fooled about that. Most people listening here probably you know, would be too irritated if they were uh, just so super dam removal uh, people. And then I'm wondering uh, what those people are thinking now. But, yeah, that's, um, you know, that's a tough one. And my issue is the fact that Warren Buffett transfers not only the license, but the liability to a shell corporation that doesn't have any money that it wasn't given. And, of course, FedGov approves this happening through FERC. Just, you know, it's like it, it just kind of um, illustrates how corrupt that system, how corrupt the agencies appear to be behaving and how corrupt your own uh, politicians in many cases. You know, of course, Governor Brown was all over this one. Oh, this is the, oh, it's going to be a wonderful thing. It's going to be a wonderful thing. And, of course, if any of, if you or I did the exact same thing on our own from our private land and we just threw it all into the river, we'd be in jail, and rightly so. These other people, I guess, will get uh, PERS and pensions and be reelected in some cases. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, you know, after all that heaviness, I need a dad joke, all right? We need to cleanse the palate here, all right? Dad joke of the day, sponsored by Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. And if you have a better dad joke than the one I'm going to tell, go ahead and go to twodogsfab.com and uh, submit it, all right? But they're experts at metal fabrication, work and dump trailers, truck, flatbeds, utility boxes, body swaps, roll-up doors, hydraulic repairs, and they make it look good, too. All right? So today's dad joke, what do you call a woman who sets fire to her credit card bill? Bernadette. (laughs) Bernadette. Okay? All right. I love that. Anyway, twodogsfab.com. KMED, KCMD, good morning. Who's this? Hello, this is John from Blight City. Hey, John. What's Um, on your mind? Yeah. Yeah, good morning to you. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, I bought a piece of equipment uh, from a guy an Indian guy, very delightful people. But anyway, I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, how opposed I was to removing the Klamath dams. And I mean, I didn't make an, I made an enemy real quick. Really? Anyway, I tried, oh yeah, I tried to point out to him about that river goes dry during a drought season. He wouldn't listen to anything. I also brought up uh, water to fight uh, wildfires. Mm-hmm. Water storage is going to be gone. Uh, 60 million cubic yards of sediment. Everything I brought up, he just discounted it, didn't want to hear it. Anyway. Uh, uh, you know, I wonder up. if there's going to be buyer's remorse on that from the people who were so, of course, I don't know, maybe they're bought off with uh, restoration jobs. That, that could be part of it. Maybe that's the way they look at it. Well, I, he also said that they've found fossils of salmon up there uh, above those dams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how long ago was that? Yeah, well, fo- well, fossils of salmon, that watershed doesn't exist the same way now. It just doesn't. I know that. Yeah. 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 He apparently knew it, too. But anyway, the last thing he said was, the next dam that's got to go is Lost Creek. Oh, yeah. That's what they want. And I told him, uh, yes, I mentioned to him, I said, well, what about the, the flood of 64? I was here when that happened. I said, you know, uh, that literally nearly washed the city of uh, Shady Cove off the face of the map. And he said, well, if people are that stupid to build on the river, they deserve to lose their home. People better fight with everything they've got to keep that Lost Creek Dam. 
Agreed, because that is next on the list. You know it. Thanks for sharing it. Boy, that's a call of the day as far as I'm concerned. Simple to the point. 855. American Rancher Garage is your premier auto care provider, serving Medford, Central Point, and the Rogue Valley, providing nothing less than the highest quality standard of professionalism on every single service and repair. Call today. Appointments are available for oil change to engine change. Get the peace of mind you deserve at American Rancher Garage on Biddle across from Elmers, 499-6673, 499-6673. American Rancher Garage. We stand behind every job we do with service you can trust. The tradition continues at the 24th Annual Newswatch 12 Sportsman's and Outdoor Recreation Show at the Jackson County Expo, February 23rd through 25th. See and shop all your outdoor recreation needs from a host of new exhibitors. You can meet the world-famous 600-pound lion Maasai. Visit the ATV Fusion Display. Don't miss the Seven Feathers Big Game Trophy Room and free senior night. You'll see guides, lodges, and outdoor agencies. Sign up to win a winch to go and other great prizes. For the kids, there's a live trout pond, archery and laser shotgun range, a huge climbing wall and a 10-foot tall Sasquatch. Catch the fishing demonstrations in the giant fish tank and learn the latest tips at the Sportsman's Theater covering fishing, hunting, boating, gun safety, and a Bigfoot town meeting. RVs, ATVs, boats, trailers, and wall tents at low show prices. All this and more at the Jackson County Sportsman's and Outdoor Recreation Show presented by Bymark, February 23rd through 25th. Let's go! For more info, visit ExposureShows.com. One of each sold VIN 909407 MSRP 21615 due Sportage VIN 69157 MSRP 339049 due 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer plus tax title license, 150 registration processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, naked equity applied to new loan balance ends 229.24. With brand new Kias starting at $149 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just $149 a month lease. For a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive, only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls, $149 a month. Sportages, $199 a month at Kia Medford. Hi, I'm Cassie from Clouser Drilling, and I'm on KMED. Quick email of the day here. I got so many, we'll talk about some more tomorrow. Emails of the day sponsored by Southern Oregon Dental. I make that Southern Oregon Family Denter. Dr. Steve Nelson, Central Point Family Dentistry. There we go. I'll get that right. Got too many things going on. All right. Central Point Family Dentistry is right next door to Mazalan Mexican Restaurant in Central Point. Okay. Great people. And by the way, if you need a water pick, some specialty, a mouthwash, anything like that, they'll sell it to you. No extra charge. No extra cost. No markup on it. Great stuff. And uh, anyway, Terry writes me this morning. Terry from Wairika. Bill, how and where can I go get Captain Bill's reports? I have Googled him, the dam removal, and several other things, and I'm not having any luck. Most articles are from KRRC, and they tell such a beautiful story. All right. Uh, Terry, I agree. This is what you got to do. First, if you're going to search, it's William E. Simpson II. That's his official name that is used in the articles. And uh, Wild Horse Fire Brigade would be the uh, website that you want to get to. Just uh, wildhorsefirebrigade.org. Siskiyou.news is where his latest report is on. Siskiyou.news. And we'll talk more tomorrow. Okay? Amazing! 
That's what you'll be shouting once you visit Artisan Bakery Cafe. This family-owned and operated team is delighted to serve you their best of the best delights every day. From bagels to assorted breakfast croissants to signature sandwiches, delicious salads, soups, and fresh-baked European-style pastries, you'll be wowed one bite at a time. Stop by and meet the family. Catering available for gatherings, events, and special occasions. Order on DoorDash or stop by 1325 Center Drive across from 